Hallelujah. So good to be back online. No matter what variety of things you had to deal with before today, God is faithful. And here we are again. Hallelujah. Shall we worship this great King? Oh, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, faithful God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful Jesus. Be magnified. Be exalted. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You're worthy. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Worthy to receive praise. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He has done great things. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Oh, precious, precious, precious. Precious Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people declare your mighty works, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Who reigns forevermore. Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. And as your people declare your mighty works, blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty. Who reigns forevermore. Who reigns forevermore. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you. O Kamesha Labral Malakasa Brasta Fala da Barakasteriente. Nebozoro Kure Barakande. Semeno Hobakasteli. 
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for life and breath and all things. Oh, glory. Precious Lord Jesus. You're worthy, 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 worthy. Bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We choose to lift you up. We choose to magnify you, Lord, to make you greater than any situation, any challenge, any circumstance that may be. Oh, right now and coming up. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, you're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. Praise your holy name. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Worship you. 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 Glory to your holy name. Saparanda rabakara balakashita kalabresti. Onabrante malvaranda rabakara bakaseyente. You're worthy, Lord. Manderosetere bakazara makarite korukushto. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you all the glory, all the strength and praise and wisdom and counsel. Oh, that you have shown. Oh, we give it to you. We give you the thanks for it. We give you the praise for it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we receive your counsel. We receive your direction. By faith in Jesus' name, we call every need met, every yoke destroyed, every burden removed in the name of Jesus right now. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Faithful God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. There are things that, you know, are very plainly written in the Scripture, which take a little time for us to see. You must remember that God has said everything in His Word, and um, everything is in there. It's up to the Spirit of God and us as we cooperate to be able to see what He has said already. For instance... The fact that we are free is understood that if you are in Christ, you are free. But it is revelation and truth that you walk in that actually makes you free. So God will help us to enjoy walking it out and living it out, even though we are uh, in heaven, in the citizens, I mean citizens' rights of heaven, even though we have the kingdom of heaven, our names are written in heaven. We're still down here and we have to operate the principles of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So these kind of things, we trust God to help us and enjoy them better. Hallelujah. 
If you notice there is a scripture in Second Timothy. Let's go look at it and see if we can get something out of it right now. Second Timothy chapter 2 and observe there verse 25. Uh, sometimes liberal or more, how can I say, present day kind of interpretations of the word can be helpful. But let's start with the King James Version. Verse 25, it says, In meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. Interesting line of scripture. So he's being admonished here by Paul, and uh, as a good spiritual father, he's telling those who he's going to instruct, you know, that they are opposing themselves. Notice that. Any opposition uh, that you bring up against the Word of God is actually just opposing yourself. So instruction is given to be able to help people see and that they may not oppose themselves. All that God has done for us and paid in Christ Jesus is so abundant. That's why we're called to live life more abundantly to the full. But then uh, it's based on our understanding and so we will not oppose ourselves. Amen. Notice he says that God will give them repentance or a change of mind that they will begin to think properly. Uh, Notice, to the acknowledging of the truth, so that we'll say, okay, that's the truth. And then, 26, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him at his will. So the devil gets involved somewhere there, but only as much as we are refusing the truth and the ability to walk in it. That's the only time that the enemy can actually take uh, any place or have any foothold, so to speak. So when we receive instruction, uh, we are ceasing to oppose ourselves. We are beginning to help ourselves. You know, everything that we need for life and godly living, to walk like God would walk, like Jesus would walk on the earth, right now is possible. But we may have to receive it uh, in the instruction of the Word of God and then not hinder ourselves. So try to not hinder yourself as much as possible. So we already have our work cut out for us. We have enough to do, you know, to walk in that light and enjoy the benefits. And so let's not load up any further things. Praise God. Another verse of scripture like that would be our familiar um, John 20. Let's go there again. Today I felt we should go back there. You know, don't forget the scripture or the Bible is just one book that you will have to keep reading over and over again. And God's Spirit will emphasize different things at different times. Well, notice uh, John 20 and verse uh, 23. In 22, he had just breathed on them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. And 23, whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. What an interesting scripture. You know, you don't really think about it too much, but um, except for maybe obvious things like religion has said, 
that there are certain people who can absolve you of your sins if you go to them and confess, then they remit your sins and then your sins are remitted. Your sins are no longer there. They have that special place or authority to set you free from your sins. But that's not what that scripture is saying. See, hallelujah. And so the interesting thought about it is that if you do not release somebody who has wronged you, who has done you uh, something that you have noted and kept in your heart, uh, guess what? That thing will be there. That sin will be there. In other words, their fault will now become added to your faults. That's rather interesting. So it's better to just not add more burdens than we already have. We already have enough to do. <laughs> Let's not oppose ourselves. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, like we said, there seems to be progressive revelation, but Jesus made this statement, and so if it is good for Jesus, it's good for us, Apart from things concerning the mystery of the church, Jesus had very, very clear things to say. The church, he didn't say too much about it, except for a parable here and there. Notice, therefore, Paul picks up this form of thinking. Let's go there. I'm sorry, let's pick up in Canada, please. Let's get those first two verses. So number one would be Second Timothy 2, verse 25 and 26, and then John 20. Thank you, Sister Kripa. Idurisuvavanu Satvikatvadinda Tiduvavanu Agira Beku, Undu Vere Devaru, Idurisuvavanu, Paschata Pavan Mundumadi, Satida Tiduvariki, and no Avarige Kutano Saita Nana Uligi, Bidu Avana Ishtadinda Seri, Uyel Patavarada, Ivaru Undu Vere Chitaru. Now we can try John 20 and verse 23. Hallelujah. So we are learning to cooperate more and more with God's word because it is de defined and destined for us in a way that we can walk in freedom. So God is not our problem. You know, we can actually find ourselves opposing ourselves for selfish reasons most of the time. is because we cannot see far enough. We do not see the way God sees things. It's just wisdom to go with God. Notice uh, a similar thought by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, the 10th verse. He says, To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. Notice that. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgive I in it, in the person of Christ. So, you know, there's stuff going on here, churchy stuff, Corinthian stuff. And so, uh, Paul and them are involved in this business of forgiving. And Paul says that if they forgive, it will be as though he himself forgave. And it's all in the person of Christ. Notice that. Then notice, verse 11 says, Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Can you see how uh, it follows closely on the heels of that verse there? Satan is now going to be able to use such things against us. Praise God. Very interesting. So don't forget, actually the enemy does not have much 
to do in your life except that which you allow him to do. In other words, you can open the door, you can give him a foothold, you can permit him to come in and mess with things. And of course, the worst thing that can happen is that you go to heaven, but you don't have to go to heaven that early except if Jesus comes early. <laughs> Let's stay here and maintain until he comes. Praise God. Amen. So let's keep that thought and see that in the Amplified Version, the same Corinthian verse. And then after we have seen it in the Amplified, we can read it um, in Canada. So there we go. And I read. Like I said, these versions can give more light, amplify things. If you forgive anyone, I too forgive that one. And what I have forgiven, if I have forgiven anything, has been for your sakes in the presence and with the approval of Christ the Messiah to keep Satan from getting the advantage over us, for we are not ignorant of his wiles and intentions. Notice here that Paul includes himself. That very powerful man of God is saying, if I don't work with this principle, the enemy can take advantage of me also. We are not ignorant of his devices, his wiles, his cunning, crafty intentions. Praise God. So maybe we can hear chapter 2 and verse 10 and 11 also in Canada. Thank you. Nivu Yarige Yavadan no Manisutiro, Nanu Saha Manisutene, Nanu Yavadan Nadaru Manisidere, Christana Sandidana, the Liniman Imitawe Manisidino. Praise the Lord. Saitan and again Amma Vishadali, Edesika Baradu, Avana Kutantragalanu, Navu, Ariadavalla. Glory to God. Notice also in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, we have similar kind of uh, statements. You can see the sense is there also. Notice verse 25 Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. That whole personal uh, relationship with the Lord and a corporate relationship also. So God likes us to enjoy that uh, benefit of realizing we are part of a team. We are members one of another. That's very deep. Members one of another. We must not forget that. Hallelujah. So we must speak truth with our neighbors and live like that. Hallelujah. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. So it's, it's okay to be angry with the enemy. It's okay to be angry with circumstances now and then. But make sure you tally up the accounts before you go to sleep. Then he continues, neither give place to the devil. Hallelujah. So you can see where the place or the foothold or the entry point can be for the enemy is when we don't handle these things properly. God help us. I, I tell you, my brother, my sister, we need mercy and God has more than enough mercy. He is the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. And you and I have survived and lived until today based on so much mercy that he has given to us. And thank God, therefore, it is better to not hold anything against anyone, but to release them completely so that our enemy cannot use that little thread there to enter in and wreak havoc in our lives. Hallelujah. You know, um, it's not worth it when you consider 
you may be thinking just about yourself and what you've been through and how you were hurt and how you were pained and you know it becomes all about you but we have to look beyond it because honestly love is a better option even though your mind cannot understand it because it is a high high place a more excellent way so uh, it takes time for you to reason with it and say okay it's the highway i'm going to let it go and uh, then your heart and your deep thoughts and emotions end up in a way healed otherwise the pain can stay there and that will produce more pain and uh, it will begin to overflow into other lives also so we need to live in a place where we're free free from all of this stuff where we can actually say you know what i'm free from all that stuff wow what a place to be in hallelujah let's see if we can read um, this also in canada verse 24 and 25 all the way to 26 sorry uh 25 and 26 in canada please ephesians 4 ada karana sulladuvadannu bittu pratiyobbanu tanna nereyavana sangada satyavanne aadali yakandare naavu obbarigobbaru angagalagiddevalla and then 27 kopa maadabekadaru paapa maadabediri suryanu muluguvadakkinta munche nimma sittu thirali amen so there is this thing going on constantly where you have yourself your own emotions your will your intellect and you know just you 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 and then the the bigger picture which is god using you to reach others or flowing through you to affect other lives so there's a personal and then there's a corporate thing that you always need to keep in mind if you remember you know in the choosing of the seven in acts chapter 6 they had to be men who were full of the holy ghost a and things like that but there was also a requirement of having an honest report so you could be speaking in tongues and you know some guy who's all fired up like that but it does not necessarily mean that you'll also be a guy that has an honest report you'll have to work with that also one has to be full of the holy ghost you know concerned about praying in the holy ghost and all that but at the same time have an honest report praise god and so sometimes you know it just does not come as a full package and that's why they had to look and see do you have any people like that around uh, i have often got offended about people who rush off to church on sunday and i meet them in the traffic and they will have signs on their car saying you know jehovah jaira or his presence shall go with me and man you should see the way they drive with that presence going with them you know all the way and i used to sometimes tell my wife watch and see they're going to drive into this church and the church would be so close and they would overtake me and do all kinds of zips and everything and then turn into that church you know so that's not really such a good thing but why should i let it bug me right it <laughs> it's my choice but so you know you're going to have fine opportunities to meet people who are believers who speak in tongues who seem to be appropriate but then you don't know if they have an honest report praise god you don't know if they are actually walking honorably if they are uh, valuing things and because of their valuing things they become also valuable 
What we value makes us valuable. Or, you know, not valuable. Praise God. Precious or not so precious. Intrinsically, because of Jesus and his sacrifice, we are all precious. Praise God. But we may not behave in a very valuable or precious way. So this is where we are. And then we begin to oppose ourselves. We begin to hinder ourselves. So if there was someone in the congregation who was full of the Holy Ghost, he spoke in tongues, you know, at, uh, but he, he didn't have an honest report. Guess what? That has now opposed him, and he has opposed himself by not valuing that kind of uh, truth. Amen? So it is better that we all just uh, go with the Word, go with God's plan. It's better. It just makes... Holy Ghost sense, and then we will not hinder ourselves. We will be a benefit and a profit uh, to God, His kingdom, and all that concerns us. Maybe we can go to something a little practical after a verse or two. Let's go to Joshua. Joshua in the Old Testament, a familiar scripture there. Joshua 24, you know. You may be familiar with that line. You may see it outside somebody's house. All that kind of stuff. But he says there, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You may have seen such, you know, placards and notes, you know, for me and my house we will serve the Lord. So there is a choice there, very powerful thing, that we have been given the choice, which is sometimes just hard to swallow, that God could give us such amazing choice, but that without that choice there shouldn't be any grading by God, there should not be any judging and rewarding afterwards. So... It's essential in God's nature that we have choice. And we have been given the choice to serve God. I think it's an old, uh, maybe, I don't know whether it's rock and roll or one of those genres of music where Bob Dylan sang, you've got to serve somebody. Hallelujah. It may be the devil. It may be the Lord. But you've got to serve somebody. Amen. So there is nothing like a neutral kind of serving. There is either you're serving the devil or you're serving the Lord. And we have the choice. Amen. And when you give space or foothold or room to the enemy, he'll take it. He'll accommodate you and he will come in and wreak havoc. So we have to be careful that we are thinking about whom am I serving right now. It may seem like it is just you you're trying to protect you, you're trying to sort of uh, keep, you know, protected from whatever it is, but you could be opening the door to the enemy. See, we can oppose ourselves, and the enemy can come in and work out his wily, uh, criminal, and trying kind of situations. Praise God. The good news is we have mercy. We can go run to the throne, Father of mercies, and ask for mercy in Jesus' name. And stop that hole and close that door and get back on the track. Praise God. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so having said that, let's go on a little. Let's look at something practical. Um, you know, very great and very practical at the same time. 
You may remember the story of Mephi Boshet. I don't know if you remember that. There was um, this uh, relationship of great covenant friendship that David had with uh, Saul's son, Jonathan. And uh, it has been a blessing to read that scripture, how they loved each other so much and their souls were knitted as one. And, uh, you know, every now and then I have read that even in uh, marriage uh, ceremonies. And, you know, eventually their friendship was so close that they exchanged everything. And, um, you know, David was so blessed by that relationship and Saul just loved him. And there was a son that came out of that family which uh, was unknown to David. So after Jonathan had passed on, uh, now uh, uh, David is king and David is in a place of blessing and he is looking for a chance to bless the family, bless his uh, covenant friend Jonathan. And he said, is there anyone left in the house of Jonathan that I may bless and show kindness of God to. You may remember that. And that is where this guy called Ziba comes along uh, and says, there is one, there is a son called Mephibosheth, but he's lame in his feet. When he was a young kid, the nurse ran with him because of the war and the news of the war, and the baby fell from her hands and became lame in the feet. Praise God. So that story, remember? Uh, let's go to Second Samuel chapter 9 and let's read there the fourth or the eighth verse. He said, And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertaineth to Saul and to all his house, Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him. Thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat bread always at my table. Hallelujah. Now Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty servants. Then said Ziba unto the king, according to all uh, that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's, son, uh, king's sons. Praise God. And the Bible declares that that's how it was in verse 13. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet. So you see the story of great covenant love and mercy that is shown towards the house of Jonathan or Saul. You know, Saul was David's enemy and uh, caused David a lot of trouble and he had to run from him many times and, you know, there was a lot, lot and lot of bitterness that could have accrued but, you know, he had made a covenant with Saul's son, his enemy's son. And uh, he honored that covenant and was looking for somebody in that house that he could bless. Notice this is an old covenant man. David is an old covenant man who was a man after God's heart. Who God could see had a good understanding and revelation of God's nature. And was always trying to uh, know more and enjoy that intimacy even under the old covenant. And therefore... 
God regards him as a man after his own heart, and Jesus came out of his own family line. Amazing man. So, um, praise God. I believe that these things are powerful, that they are now our portion in the new covenant, and we have a right to just follow like that. If someone in the Old Testament could do such a thing, hallelujah, new covenant people like us, I think we should just... Just look at it as a small bump in the road and then go on with life and be a blessing to others. Amen? Hallelujah. So this boy is lame in his feet and he's going to eat continually, always at the king's table as though he were the son of the king. What a powerful thing. Praise God. But our focus today is on Ziba. This was the guy that um, said, yes, there is a son that belongs to Jonathan, whom you don't know about. And Ziba is the one who was given authority over the estates that belonged to Saul, that he would cultivate them and, uh, you know, bring the produce uh, over to Mephibosheth, and he would be, like, in charge of the estate. And the Ziba guy has lots of children. You may notice there at least 15, 15 sons and 20 servants, and interesting stuff there. So he has a lot of children also, so on and so forth. Maybe we can just read a little bit there in Canada. Maybe we can start in verse 7 and then uh, up to verse 9 and then jump to verse 13. Thank you. Davidanu, Mephibosheshane andanu, avanu ego, ninna dasanu andanu, aga Davidanu avanige, payapada beda, ninna tandeya the Yonathanana nimitta nanu ninage kanditavagi dayatori suvenu, ninna tandeya the saulana bumi and nella ninage tirigi kuduvenu ninu nana majinali nitevu, bojana maduvi andanu. Aga avanu adabidu, ninu nananta satanai andu drushkisuva hage ninna dasanu eshtaravanu andanu. Aga Arasanu Saulana Dasanada Chibananu Karedu Avanige, Nanu Saulanigu Avana Ella Manegu Hundida Ellavanu Nina Yajamanana Maganige Kutti Dene. Amen. Glory to God. So we can see that. Mephibo Shetanu Arasana Pankteli Nitevu Bojana Maduti Dadarinda Yeru Salem in a Levasavagidanu, Avana Eradu Kalu Kuntagidavu. Hallelujah. Amen. So it was like that and Time has passed, and um, life has gone on, and the man has become re- reunited with his, let's just say, his father's property. Whatever his father owned in the land has been brought back to him. He has seen a restoration in his life. Although he's lame, but he's seen the goodness and the heart of David, the king. And he's, uh, as a son of David, you know, great man. But then Ziba is also there in the background, and... A very interesting story begins to develop from there. As time goes on, uh, discontent comes into Ziba's life. And he is uh, scheming and planning. And so we, we can see the development there. Not everybody is of that same heart and same attitude. Even though he is in David's house, he's taking care of his master's property His 15 sons are taken care of. His servants are taken care of. The produce is being brought. Everything is lovely. You are in, you know, in a great place. But still, this man has deep thoughts, emotions, and 
imaginations which are not necessarily uh, in line with God. You know, sometimes the truth uh, can be said, the truth can be acted on, but it can be very cut and dry. You know, uh, but there is the spirit of truth uh, by which if you operate, it can be true, but in that spirit of truth, it gives life. It doesn't just cut in such a way. And we need to learn that sometimes we may say, but that's what the Bible said, and that's the truth. Yes. But th that spirit of truth is looking for a way to build up and restore and be a blessing and be true at the same time. Something like speaking the truth in love. Hallelujah. So speaking the truth in love is going to help and build up people. It's not just, that's the truth. You know? Praise God. So we are all learning. Thank God for mercy again and again. God is a faithful God. So let's see if uh, we can glean things from this rendition here. In Second Samuel, the 16th chapter, the story picks up again. And here you see more of it. David is now going to war, and um, this Mephibosheth, who was lame in his feet, was planning to join him. Imagine going to war, just be at his side, even though he's lame, sit on a horse next to David, and just his heart was so blessed, so touched, he wanted to go out there with David and just watch, you know, and be a blessing there. Praise God. And somehow this is how the story continues. And when David was a little past the top of the hill, behold, Ziba, notice, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of asses saddled, uh, and upon them two hundred loaves of bread, and a hundred bunches of raisins, hundred of summer fruits, and a bottle of wine. And the king said unto Ziba, What meanest thou by this? What's all this stuff? And he said, Ziba said, the asses be for the king's household to ride on, uh, and the bread and summer fruit for the young men to eat, and the wine that such as be faint in the wilderness may drink. Praise God. So he's like, uh, hey, where is Mephibosheth? And you are here, Ziba, with all of this stuff. What's all this? Verse 3. And the king said, where is thy master's son? Where is Mephibosheth? You notice, your master's son. That's Saul's son. And, or Jonathan's son. And Ziba said unto the king, Behold, he abideth at Jerusalem. He stayed back at Jerusalem, for he said, Today shall the house of Israel restore me the kingdom of my father. So he's actually telling a lie. No matter what level of growth and development and honor and blessing, some people are still not settled and satisfied. He is very ambitious here, and he makes up a story and says that Mephibosheth said that today all that my father was supposed to reign and own, today is the day I get it all. In other words, David is going to lose, and we are going to get it all. Absalom was uh, in a war situation, one of David's sons, David had married a couple of women, and that caused him a lot of trouble. And so, thank God for one wife, more than enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. You need all the wisdom for that, all the grace for that. One husband, praise God. And uh, so, anyway, he had this problem. He married more than one, and so problems came out of it. And this was one of them. One of his sons, Absalom, is going to now 
oppose him and all of that. Now, this is the lie that we want to focus on. He says, Today shall the house of Israel restore me the kingdom of my father. Not just, you know, sitting at the king's table, but I am going to have the kingdom myself, is what he's saying. But of course, that's a lie. Mephibosheth said no such thing. This guy comes in on the scene, but this is the problem, verse 4. Then said the king to Ziba, this is what David says, Behold, thine are all that pertaineth to Mephibosheth. In other words, he believed Ziba's words and said, All right, everything that I gave to Mephibosheth is yours. Remember the other day we were talking about Joshua. <laughs> Praise God. So the, the leader is the one that is going to uh, have to deal with all of this and your head has to be always aware of what's going on. God have mercy on us. Without hearing the full story, he decided to believe. Very sad, right? And he quickly said, okay, whatever is Mephibosheth's is yours now. I just give it to you. And Ziba said, I humbly beseech thee that I may find grace in thy sight, my Lord. Okay. All the right words. You know, he sounds like the right kind of guy. He said, I just humbly receive and beseech you that I may find grace. Very sad. And so, you know, the story continues. Verse 5 says, And the king David came to Batharim. Behold, thence came out a man of the family of the house of Saul, notice, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gera. He came forth and cursed still as he came. So this guy is from Saul's family also, cursing him, cursing King David, you know, calling him names and throwing stones and dust and cursing him. Verse 6, And he cast stones at David and at all the servants of King David, all the people with all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. David is there with the full army. You know, he's king. He can just, I mean, take care of this guy. Verse 7, And thus said Shimei when he cursed, Come on out, or come out, come out, thou bloody man, thou man of Belial. Verse 8, The Lord has returned upon thee all the blood of the house of Saul, in whose stead thou hast reigned. And the Lord has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom, your son. And behold, you are taken in your mischief, because you are a bloody man. So he's saying, see now, you're getting your own judgment on your own hand. The Lord has turned everything around. Your son is fighting against you. The whole kingdom is going to leave you, and so on and so forth. Then Abishai, the son of Zeruah, said unto the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Let me go over, I pray thee, take his head off. Take off his head. And the king said, What have I to do with you, sons of Zeruiah? Let him curse. Let him curse. The Lord has said unto him, Curse, <laughs> David. Who shall then say, Wherefore have you done so? And David said to Abishai and to all his servants, My son, which came out of my own bowels, seeks my life. How much more now may this Benjamite do it? Let him alone. Let him curse, for the Lord has bidden him. He's in that place of um, thinking very sad thoughts, deep thoughts about, well, if my own son who came from my own bowels can decide to fight against me, let anybody else say whatever they want. The Lord probably has allowed it and so on and so forth. So you can see it's a tight place to be in, very emotional place. And so he's, he's prone. You see, the door can be open for deception for the enemy. 
That place is, is where the pressure is. When you're going through all kinds of emotions, when everything is um, just a storm around you, and then the lies begin to come. It's a very powerful place. So your head is where the action is. And as a king, the Bible declares in the New Covenant, you are kings and priests. You have to be aware of the enemy's devices and be on guard and not oppose yourself. Amen. And so um, notice, as uh, time goes on, the Bible declares, you know, he comes back from the battle and guess what? His son is killed, you know, uh, and he weeps for his son, Absalom. He really grieves because he's his son, you know, and... Um, Things go on that way. Let's read a little and then proceed. Maybe in Canada for uh, pick and choose. Maybe we can start in uh, verse 1 and then go on towards verse 4. That much. Thank you. Glory to God. What a story. And then we pick up the thread later on, all the way in chapter 19. The Bible starts off by talking about how he's weeping over Absalom his son over his death and his mourning there. And then the same Shimei who cursed him, you know, <laughs> who had thrown stones and all of that is now very apologetic because this man has won the battle and he has come back again. And, uh, you know, Shimei uh, comes out there and says, I'm sorry. He bows his head and, you know, worships and all of that. Praise God. But David, of course, forgives him and so on. Verse 23, Therefore the king said unto Shimei, Thou shalt not die. And the king swore unto him. Shimei is afraid that he may kill him. He said, No, don't worry, I won't kill you. And Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down. The story is continuing. The son of Saul came down to meet the king. Notice that Mephibosheth is actually Jonathan's son. But just to clarify that he comes from the opposite uh, camp, he says, Mephibosheth, the son of Saul. Saul used to be the king, the opposite. Can you see that? Came down to meet the king and had neither dressed his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came back again in peace. 
As a demonstration of his feelings towards David, he decided not to shave or to cut his nails and not even to wash. <laughs> Man, that's serious. He was that kind of person, touched by all of these things. And he said, I will not do any such thing until the king comes back in peace. So he writes out now, and in verse 25, It came to pass when he was come to Jerusalem to meet the king, that the king said unto him, Wherefore wentest not thou with me, Mephibosheth? He asked him directly, Why didn't you come with me that time? So battle is over, time has passed, he's now with his long beard and long nails and dirty and stinky. Why didn't you come out with me that time? 26. And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for thy servant said, I will saddle me an ass, that I may ride thereon and go to the king, because thy servant is lame. He said, You are lame. Don't worry, I'll go instead. How do you like that? And he has slandered thy servant unto my lord the king, but my Lord the King is, an, is an, as an angel of God. Do therefore what is good in your eyes. He says, you are a good man. You are like an angel of God. Do what you want. You know, this man has grown in the king's house and seen his heart. And he could have killed the whole family, killed the whole family, wiped out everything, taken everything. But David spared them and brought them as his own grew them up there, give them, gave them the father's own property, the land, everything. So it has affected this. The goodness of God seen through David has affected this man so much. His mind is totally changed. He has become so close to David. He can enter into thoughts like this. I will not bathe. I will not do anything until I see him again in peace. You know? And he says, I trust you. Do whatever you want. Verse 28, For all of my father's house were but dead men. Mephibosheth is saying, Everybody in my father's house were just dead men. Before my lord the king, yet didst thou set thy servant among them that did eat at thine own table. What right therefore have I yet to cry any more unto the king? He said, You treated me well. You restored everything. You made me eat at your table. What, what do I have to cry about anymore? 29. And the king said unto him, Why speakest thou any more of thy matters? I have said, Praise God. Look at this. Thou and Ziba divide the land. Praise God. Interesting, right? Notice this man is at a place where he can just call and things will happen. Ziba can be murdered and killed and finished. But, you know, as a king, a man of God, as a person who realized that he made a mistake, he did not listen properly, he allowed deception to come in, therefore he said some things. What could he do now? He said, between the two of you, Ziba and Mephibosheth, both of you divide it and have it. Praise God. Divide the land. 30. And Mephibosheth said unto the king, Yea, let him take all. Mephibosheth is so affected, he said, I don't need anything. Let him take all the land. See whose heart has been really turned and changed and affected. No pain, no hurt, no nothing, he said. Where I'm right now, what I'm enjoying right now, at your table, just being with you.
Hallelujah. Let him take all. For as much as my Lord the King is come again in peace unto his own house. As long as you're back, nothing matters. Wow, praise God. Woo, hallelujah. So that's life. Those are realities and David, um, you know, made the mistake. And he had to just, he could have killed Ziba. He could have wiped out the whole family and just, you know, gone on. But notice the, the heart of this man has reached that level. And he said, you know what, this is what I'll do. Divide the land. I said so and so, let it be done. And now we see the power of what has happened through the life of David. Mephibosheth is so transformed, so changed. The guy who has every reason to complain, he's not complaining. He said, take everything. It's not the money, it's not the land, it's not the property, it's nothing. As long as I have God and you, you are like God, you are like an angel. That's all. Hallelujah. So can you see that it is not necessarily just the property, not just getting your power and your fame that makes you anything special. Hallelujah. It's that place you have in God, that security, that freedom, that liberty, and it's possible, even in the old covenant, to have such a place. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So I want you to think about it. I mean, I'm thinking about it seriously. This man is under the old covenant. He doesn't have the love of God shed abroad in his heart. He's not poured on the inside of him like you and I. No new nature inside. But look at the way he makes choices. And, um, you know, it's amazing. I believe that you and I have a greater opportunity, a greater place to show and demonstrate. Maybe we can read a, a line or two here um, from the scripture in Second Samuel 19. Uh, let's start with uh, maybe verse 23 and then go all the way to um, 29. Praise God. ಆಗಸನುಶಿಮ್ಮಿಗೆನುಸಾಯುವದಿಲ್ಲ Avanu Yerusalem in the Arasananu Idurubulalu Bandaga Arasanu Avanige, Mephibo Shetane, Nino Yakin and the Sangada Bara de Udi and the Nu Adakavanu, Arasanada Nana Udene, Nana Sevakanu Nananu Mosa Madidanu, Yakandare Nina Sevakanu Kuntanagiru Vadarinda Undu Katea Mele, Tadianu Haku, Adara Meleri, Arasana Sangada Hugu and Indu Nina Sevakanada Nano Avanige Hedidanu. Avanu Arasanada Nana Udeanigan in the Sevakana Mele Chadian Nuhiridanu, Adare Arasanada Nana Udeanu Devadutana Hage Dane 
ನಿನ್ನ ದೃಷ್ಟಿಗೆ ಒಳ್ಳೆಯದಾಗಿರುವುದನ್ನು ಮಾಡು ಅರಸನಾದ ನನ್ನ ಒಡೆಯನಿಗೆ ನನ್ನ ತಂದೆಯ ಮನೆಯವರೆಲ್ಲರೂ ಸತ್ತವರ ಹಾಗೆ ಇದ್ದಾಗ್ಯೂ ನಿನ್ನ ಮೇಜಿನಲ್ಲಿ ಭೋಜನ ಮಾಡುವವರೊಳಗೆ ನಿನ್ನ ಸೇವಕನನ್ನು ಇಟ್ಟಿ ನಾನು ಇನ್ನು ಅರಸನಿಗೆ ಹೆಚ್ಚು ಮೊರೆಯಿಡುವುದಕ್ಕೆ ಯೋಗ್ಯನೋ ಅಂದನು ಆಗ ಅರಸನು ಅವನಿಗೆ ಇನ್ನು ನಿನ್ನ ಕಾರ್ಯಗಳನ್ನು ಕುರಿತು ಮಾತನಾಡುವುದೇನು ನೀನು ಚೀಬನು ಭೂಮಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಪಾಲು ಹಂಚಿಕೊಳ್ಳಿರಿ ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದ್ದೇನೆ ಅಂದನು Glory to God. Hallelujah. Maybe we can also read 30 if we have done it. Uh, Mephiboshet said unto the king. Mephiboshetanu arasanige. Howdo arasanada nanna odeyanu samadana dinda tirigi tanna manege bandadde saaku. Avane ellavannu takkollali andanu. Hallelujah. So you can see this, this heart is there already. And that's the kind of heart that God says, this man's heart is after me. This is a man after my heart. Hallelujah. God sees the heart. God doesn't just see things on the outside. And so he said, I have found David. You know, he looked through the earth and he found this boy. And he said, this is the right guy. This is the one that is after me. Praise God. And so, um, don't forget that God has not changed. And God sees these things. You may blunder, you may make mistakes, you may make the wrong choices, but you can always zero back to God and just do the right thing. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God and God has not changed. None of His nature will ever change. Not any place of His nature will ever change. Praise God. And as He has dealt with these people, even in the Old Covenant, you and I have a track record of His dealings and His ways are perfect. All His ways are true. Therefore, we don't have to worry or be anxious about anything if he says that notice it is something in the new covenant is simply written out as don't worry about anything be anxious for nothing okay you blundered it doesn't matter you made a mistake okay doesn't matter be anxious for nothing don't be careful about anything tell me about it thank me for it I'll work it out. Don't let these things go inside, fester and wreck your own life and open the door for the enemy to come in and mess with us. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, it's it's powerful stuff. So, things may be true, but you have to sometimes think whether putting it just in truth is that important or is it in the spirit of truth where the hearts are actually changed. You know, David could have easily chopped that guy up and just made mincemeat. You dare to lie to me? What? You mess with me? I chop you down, man. Finish your whole family, feed you to the doggies. But he said, no, hey, I'm greater than all of that. I made the mistake. I listened to you. I listened to the lies. Let's do this. Amen. So, Um, the story is here. Isn't that interesting? Like we said, this Bible has a lot of things in there. Let's stick with it. Let's just go with what God is saying. He's Almighty God anyway. Praise God. All right, let's go to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't God good? Some people followed Him even in the Old Testament and they made the mark. Praise God for that. They had their problems. David had some serious problems, serious issues. But at the same time, the core was like this. Isn't that interesting? The fifth chapter of Matthew says in verse 7, verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. 
Blessed are the merciful, they shall obtain mercy. Among those things uh, that come to be a blessing in your life, he says, be merciful. Then verse 8, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. They shall see God. They shall have also revelation. They shall have understanding. They shall see aspects of God that they had not seen. Praise God. So, this internal atmosphere of our deep thoughts, emotions, our imaginations should be kept separate for God. Let Him have His way there and we will see more and more of God. It doesn't matter. Be merciful. Don't, don't be moved by anything else. Mercy is always more powerful. You be merciful. You are blessed. You keep your heart pure. You are blessed. Hallelujah. There's a blessing in all of these things. People want blessings here and there. But Jesus said it like, like this. He says, keep your heart. You're blessed. The Bible says, you know, that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? There's no good thing in my flesh. All these things are there, you see. But uh, as you work, there's enough work to do. As you work with these thoughts and begin to line them up with God's word, God's way of doing things, the blessing is working. Praise God. So there's no need to heap up things and work against our own progress. Let's let them go. Let's release them. Let's walk in the path of the blessing and the increase of God. Let's choose that we will serve God and not our enemy or anything else. No matter how much it may seem to be suiting us. You know, when we don't hold uh, to certain things, it looks like you lost. But it's all right. Let it go. You're not losing anything. You've got God. <laughs> You're not losing anything. I'm telling you, you've got God. He's your supply. He's your sufficiency. He's more than enough. He's more than enough for every area of your life. And in these cases, sometimes it's more emotional. It's like, why should I forgive the guy? But guess what? You are holding that thing. It's not going to hurt that fellow. It's actually going to hurt us. It's going to work within us and open a door for the enemy to mess with our life. That's the problem of the matter here. So let's learn to just release these things and get into the blessing side, the life side, the enjoyment side. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Isn't it good that God can talk to us like this? That he can actually reach in and still guide us and lead us? I'm excited. Praise God. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. 2 Corinthians 3. Notice verse 6 says, Who has also made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. So here we go. The truth just set like that may not have the same effect as the truth with that Spirit of God, the Spirit of love, the Spirit that sees beyond our noses, that goes into the future, that sees the end. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about Jesus who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus could now look as he prayed, as he sought God, as he prayed in that garden with tears and blood and sweat all mixed in. The Bible says with strong tears crying he made petition to God. 
And God heard him because he feared, because he was reverent, reverent towards God. In his prayer, he saw the future. He saw many sons coming to glory. Hallelujah. And he said, ah, I prefer that. I prefer the joy. So as we turn to God, rather than here, there, and anywhere else, as we go to that secret place, as we go to our closet, as we go to that inner chamber, as we go and lock ourselves in, we get to a place where we can spend time with God in His presence and prayerfully consider. And notice, we will begin to see the future. We'll begin to see the end rather than where we are right now. We can see the purpose. We can see the target. We can see things the way God sees. Hallelujah. And that's what's important. So um, not just, just laying out truth there and cutting truth and all of that, but with that spirit, that spirit of uh, the love of God, the nature of God, that is trying to heal the brokenhearted. God is the God who heals the brokenhearted, including yourself, including each one of us. He paid the price. His heart was broken for us. Amen. He went through every emotional challenge. He suffered in that garden. He prayed again about it. He went to hell, bore that curse because he wants us to enjoy a life that is more abundant to the full till it overflows. And it is the overflow that affects others. Hallelujah. This thing has to really go out there from a heart that has no offense, no hurt, no pain. And then it is visible that others can see plainly this person is living a different kind of life. He's real. This thing is real. He is free. This person is actually free. To get to that place where you can say, man, I'm actually free. This thing has no place in me. I have no pain, no hurt. I'm free. Wow. That's our target. May the mercy of God continue to work in us. Glory to God. So, Let's see if we can read also that uh, 2 Corinthians 3rd and the 6th verse in Kannada. Praise the Lord. So instead of going here and there and trying this and that, let's just go to God. <laughs> He's far better. Amen. Look at how he puts it. He says, God sees it secret. Don't be like the hypocrites. They just make a lot of noise on the outside. He says, but God sees what's on the inside and then he rewards you openly. So just keep the internal climate right. Let it be internal first rather than external. So in Matthew 6, 6, he says, when you pray, enter into thy closet when thou hast shut thy door, that's really shut in. You know, it's like those cupboards you have, you just stick your head in and close the thing behind you. You know, the other day my cat jumped into a box and I was looking everywhere for her. I was calling her and all of that. And then I had this feeling, you know, she was playing around the box. So she may be inside a box. And the, the covers of the box just leave a little, you know, wedge of space. And when I looked in there, I saw those eyes. And I said, that's a nice place to hide. <laughs> that's like a secret place, you know. Amen. So it'll be like that. You just shut yourself in there, you and God alone. 
See, some things is just you and God alone. Hallelujah. <laughs> that closet, that secret place. You pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. So today in the New Covenant, we have these wonderful, wonderful places that we can just say, okay, God said I shouldn't worry about it. I should tell Him about it. I should thank Him. I'm just going to dump it with you, Lord. You handle it. And when God does it, it will heal everybody, including the person who offended and hurt us. When you do it, and you tell them the truth, and you try your own way, it's not going to produce that healing effect that God has for each one. So, praise God, even though years may have passed, David was able to pick up and say, okay, I made a mistake, um, let's do it like this. And then you see Mephibosheth's heart come out plainly, who's touched by everything, no hardness, no bitterness, no sorrow there anymore. I mean, he's still lame, but, you know, hey, God has dealt with him. He has enjoyed God's mercy. And that's how we will be. You know, we will see that God has changed things in our lives and we have reached a place where we feel no pain. We are free. We're just happy that, man, I'm saved. I got God. Hallelujah. That's all that matters. I've ha- I have more than enough. Praise God. If I've got God, if I've got Jesus, I've got everything else. If I've got the life, I've got it all. Hallelujah. And so, thank God that we can rejoice about such things. Our God sees in secret. He rewards openly. All right. Let's go down the road again towards James after Matthew 6, 6. Shall we hear that in Canada? Please. Thank you. Glory to God. So we're going to read a little of the liberal versions, the message here with James chapter 1 verse 2. Observe here it says in verse 2, that's the verse about consider it or count it all joy. He says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Consider it a sheer gift. Interesting. How will you consider problems and challenges as a sheer gift? That's odd, isn't it? Very, 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 very hard chances of anyone saying, wow, it's just a gift, a sheer gift. Notice verse 3. You know that under pressure, notice that, under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Oh, that's cool, isn't it? (laughs) You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced out into the open and shows its true colors. Those secret things of what you believe and your deep uh, actual constitution, your actual makeup inside, your true actual makeup comes out. Hallelujah. Your real constitution, your real character, the true foundations are exposed. Hallelujah. So, uh, therefore, because it is under pressure, it's not fun. But then, that's the only time you can tell what stuff you're really made of. How far has your character and your true constitution been, you know, formed? What is the 
fortitude, the strength of a person. It's only found out under pressure. And so he says, consider it a sheer gift. Consider it a sheer gift, friends. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Verse 4 continues. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. You can always circumvent, you know, and just uh, abort, abort, and prematurely just jump out of it. But he said, let it do its work so you become mature, well-developed, and not deficient in any way. Oh, glory to God. So it is necessary to pass the test. It is necessary to stay there and take it properly. You know, like I said sometime, we have examinations, we have tests, and uh, you can, you know, kind of like say, this time I'm only writing two papers out of ten, I'll retake it next year. Yeah, I'll go for it, but um, make sure you do it. It's for our own good. It, it's really good if you can sit there and go through the test and come out with flying colors. Amen? So don't um, get into a habit of missing the tests and cutting the tests and you know, maybe moving the test to another time because Jesus may come <laughs> real soon and that'll be the end. No more tests. That's the end of that. So let's see if we can, you know, stay in tune, listen to God, get ready for the tests and trials which will surely come. It's not a matter of if, but when. Hallelujah. They are definitely coming one after the other and we should just count it sheer joy and get excited about the examinations that you're going to write and you've <coughs> you're ready with your pen and you've studied and you've prayed and you're ready. Hallelujah. And then, you know, you get the opportunity to show what is really inside you. Amen. So there is no test, there's no trial, there's no challenge that's coming down the pipe, but such as is common to all. And God knows your internal constitution, your maturity, your development. He knows what test you can successfully handle. And he will make sure that's the kind of test you get. Isn't that interesting? How he made them pass through certain areas of the land so that they could avoid war. They could avoid facing battles. They had just come out of slavery and he said they can't handle this stuff. So he made alternate routes for them. He knows how much we can bear. He's a good God. He's a loving Heavenly Father. He doesn't want to destroy any of us. That's not his plan at all. His plan is to celebrate us, rejoice over us, that this is my son. These are my jewels. These are my people. And he's going to celebrate us one of these days as he crowns us. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. So the tests are out there. And God's love and nature must so deeply affect us that no matter what is happening, we know it's going to work out right. It's going to be all right. No matter what life throws at me, it's all going to work out because I love him. I'm called according to his purpose. Those who love him, they keep his will. They do his word. Hallelujah. And so it may seem silly. It may seem stupid sometimes. But hey, let's just go with the word. Let's go with what God said. We're not going to hold back anybody's sins and affect our own lives. We're going to let it go. And whosoever sins we remit, God also remits and sets us free from it. Praise God. Awesome. Let's see if we can read um, James 1 from 2 all the way into 4 also in Canada. 
ನನ್ನ ಸಹೋದರರೇ ನೀವು ನಾನಾ ವಿಧವಾದ ಸಂಕಟಗಳಲ್ಲಿ ಬಿದ್ದಿರುವಾಗ ಅದನ್ನು ಕೇವಲ ಆನಂದಕರವಾದದ್ದೆಂದು ಎಣಿಸಿರಿ ನಿಮ್ಮ ನಂಬಿಕೆಗೆ ಆಗುವ ಪರಿಶೋಧನೆಯು ತಾಳ್ಮೆಯನ್ನುಂಟು ಮಾಡುತ್ತದೆಂದು ನೀವು ತಿಳಿಯಿರಿ ಆ ತಾಳ್ಮೆಯು ಸಿದ್ಧಿಗೆ ಬಂದಾಗ ನೀವು ಸಂಪೂರ್ಣರು ಸಿದ್ಧವಾದವರು ಯಾವುದರಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಕಡಿಮೆ ಇಲ್ಲದವರು ಆಗಿರುವಿರಿ Thank you Jesus. So you can see by now that all of these things are very very essential and core to the matter of hearts and seed and the word. He said if you don't know this parable then how will you know all parables? In other words is the principle of the kingdom and the way God operates. And so you'll always have to go back to seed time, harvest and the hearts and all of that constantly. Praise God and what you are saying again and again is a seed it is going to be affecting you particularly you the one who's saying it is going to come into your ears even if nobody else is around guess what it's going into you you're sowing it into your own heart so it's vital that in that secret place you are saying what you really believe and what you really want to do and what you know is true in god's spirit hallelujah because you are hearing it and you are keeping it so if you say i release them i bless them i forgive them you better believe it and say it so that um you are not holding anything back and messing your own life and then when you go out there guess what it'll start to work the wonderful thing that you and i know about your words today are that you and your words are actually so close that your words become an extension of who you are praise god they are that powerful you can have what you say because they come out in words and so god and his word are one and what he says is who he is actually that is him that is his character so as you begin to ponder on things like that we go back to the similar old tried and true scriptures of mark chapter 4 and we can read there from verse 16 and now i I read it from the uh, message version and it says and some are like the seed that lands in the gravel when they first hear the word they respond with great enthusiasm that's nice he's just an enthu cutlet he's just totally enthu ra i mean he's like amen preach it pastor preach it brother hallelujah say it again sam whatever you know praise god uh, some people are like that they first hear the word they respond with great enthusiasm <laughs> but there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives there is nothing to show for it how do you like that such a shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arrives there is nothing to show for it praise god for emotions but it should not be everything in life they will wear off the true character is when the emotions in quote have worn off and the difficulty arrives <laughs> that's when we need to show off Hallelujah. Oh, thank God that you can show off what is on the inside of you when the difficulty arrives. Amen. Praise God. Thank you Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Oh, hallelujah. I don't know if there's a 
Sister Kripa could have had the message Bible one of these days. She, I'm sure she'll get it. But there is such a shallow soil of character. Can you see how the soil and the character all go together there? And that is what keeps the root system uh, strong and allows growth upwards. Hallelujah. All right. So be careful. Let's give voice to what you really believe. Give voice to the word in spite of what your natural man, the senses, the emotions of the flesh are saying. Let's stay with what the word is saying. Let's give voice to those things and let's cut the voice off certain other things. Amen. Just make a cut there and say, oops, got to mute this. Hallelujah. Amen. See, we have heard of how I was an old boozer. Um, Praise God. And um, there was some security to going and sitting in the bar with your buddies. You know, at the end of the day, you just go sit there and just drink up and laugh and hoot. And there's such an, in quote, love and camaraderie around that place. (laughs) So people still go to the bar instead of going home. (laughs) Because they have a certain level of, hey man, we are on the level here. You know, you know me, I know you. And the bar guys know you very well. And they know what you, you know, they even have an account for you there. And everything is so cool. And uh, you have your bar buddies and all that. So everybody's looking for that place where... They can really chill out. And, and that's how church should be. The place where you can really chill out and just be, hey, this is me. This, this is the brethren. This is my house. And, and then your own home should be like that also. Amen. And it's not always like that. Church is not always like that. But notice, if church and home are not like that, you can go into your closet and be like that. Because you can be free with your father. Amen. Church people may have hurt you. Family members may have hurt you. But you got daddy. Say amen somebody. Hallelujah. We want to make church and family like that. We want our homes to be a place that we come to. ah, And just say, I'm glad I'm at home. Amen. So we are going to make sure that we only speak certain things in our place of home, atmosphere, And places where we call our resting place, you know, our in-court refuge, our place where we go and just unwind. Make sure you don't fill that place with harsh, wicked, uh, demonic kind of words. Because words have consequence. Words do not just go out there. They come back to you. They produce the effect. They, whether negative or positive... They have an effect, and they will affect you, the speaker. So make sure that you coat your homes and your churches and that atmosphere that you go to only with love words, honeycomb, sweet words, health words, powerful words. And the children that are born in those kind of environments will also be charged with those kind of words. Say amen, somebody. Oh, I thank God for that. Let's, let's also look at um, Proverbs 16. We looked at some of that last week. Instead of the census training us, we train the census. Amen? Praise God. Ha, ha, ha. It's good stuff. So homes are going to be built differently now. Thank you, Jesus. 
We're going to make sure our homes are insulated and covered completely by these words. Amen? Notice verse 23 says, The heart of the wise teacheth his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as an honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Amen. So let your rooms and your secret places become places of, of sweetness, honeycomb, health, and well-being and welfare and stress freedom and worry freedom and places of rejoicing and restoration. Hallelujah. Rest and faith. Amen. Rather than places of anguish, strife, worry, assault of dangerous words, poisonous words, bitter words, cutting words. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's strive to actually have that atmosphere that we will love to go to. That we know, ah, finally, I'm in a place where I'm loved. I'm in a place where I can be just me. Hallelujah. Praise God. How do you like that? Amen. In a good sense, not in a bad sense. You understand what we're saying here. Thank you, Jesus. The words we speak become a part of us. Keep that. Instead of cursing, instead of depression, instead of hopelessness, we're going to speak words that lift up, that encourage, that bless. Words that are ours in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Maybe we can hear verse 23 and 24 also in Canada. Praise God. So you and I know by now that we need to create such atmospheres wherever we want so that we are not drawn to other places, we are not drawn into other people's arms, we're not drawn into other places that are not meant for us. Praise God. Hallelujah. And it's up to us because Jesus paid the price and gave it all to us. Now it's up to us to create those kind of atmospheres, those kind of refuge places where we are enjoying all that heaven has. Praise God. Isn't that awesome? Let's go to Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. How many of you can tell that these things are powerful? Very, very powerful. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 30. So don't go and start dumping trash in somebody else's ear and wrecking their life, dumping it in their house. It's better to tell God about it, right? Praise God. They may use it against you and then you have to be great-hearted and like David, just choose properly. Amen. Be careful with what you're listening to. Not everything you hear may be true. Amen. All of these things. So very, very powerful. Our, our thinking, our thought life is so precious. Very, very precious. Deuteronomy 30 says in verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Hallelujah. That thou mayest love the Lord your God that you may obey his voice, that you may cleave unto him, for he is thy life, 
the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. How, how do you like that? He says, now I put it in your care, in your choice. So you can make it. You can make it good. You can make it a blessing. Uh, God has authorized you to do it. Hallelujah. With these words that come out of hearts that believe God. Choosing the right kind of words. You coat your atmosphere with that relaxed, honeycomb, healthy, bones being affected. Oh, hallelujah. By no bitterness, no hatred. You know, speaking words of life. Your words can be spirit and life based on what you put inside them. Jesus' words were spirit and life. And so we can make our words also spirit and life. They are spirit, but then they can also minister life or they can minister death. Because life and death are in the power on the authority of the tongue. But we will choose. We will choose life. We will choose blessing. And whoever comes around us will begin to be, uh, let's say, shot at with words of blessing and life. And it will prop them up and it will encourage them and bring them into a place of grace. Hallelujah. Where they will say, I prefer the hand of God to be upon me because there is grace under the hand of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's hear verse 19 and 20 also in Canada as we thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So there we are. You know, 2021 is here. You are here. You're not here by accident. God brought you into this particular age and time because he knew you had the stuff to handle it. You could make the right choices. You could affect your environment. You could affect people. You could affect lives. And he needed you. He called you into this time. So you can do it, my brother. You can do it, my sister. Just choose the kind of words, the kind of things that you believe, the kind of things that you speak. Bring the atmosphere of God into the place and let us enjoy Him in 2021. Praise God. Let's worship this King. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, faithful God. You're a good God. You're a loving Heavenly Father. Lord, in any area that we may have let you down, in any place that we have not handled words properly, Father, in Jesus' name, if we have held anything against anyone, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, we choose today to ask for mercy and we release them and we bless them uh, from our hearts right now in the name of Jesus. May they prosper. May they do well. May they fulfill the purpose of God. May they enter into what God has for them. Oh, from a heart we freely, we freely release them. And we say in Jesus' name that the tormentors are not allowed into our lives. The worry and the fear is not allowed into our life because we have decided to choose the more excellent way and to release every captive in our soul. In Jesus' name, Roboste Pravedilo Sombora Ketire, and the God of goodness and the God of mercy. Oh, hallelujah, it's working things up. We love you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for our closets, for our places of refuge. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Blessed be your holy name for our homes, for our churches, for the places that we resort to in the name of Jesus. There will truly be a place of honeycomb words, lebros de prayer, sweet, life-building, energy-giving, ha, 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 joy-filled, faith-filled words. Hamashta branda, ona brente menjo lutro beste. We cannot be depressed. We will not allow such a lying thought pattern to enter into our families or our lives in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We shake off that kind of stuff. We shake it away from us in Jesus' name. That's not our portion. That lie doesn't belong to us. Hallelujah. We are His beloved. Hallelujah. We are the apple of His eye. Hallelujah. Oh, our Father loves us. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you for angels working with us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. The earth yields for us today. Hallelujah, Lord. We're so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. For your people are receiving this. The mercies of God are being received in Jesus' name. No one is holding back. He's released in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We will wait. We will continue until you come. By your strength, working in us, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe you have a wonderful week ahead. Enjoy God. Enjoy your house. Enjoy your friends. In the name of Jesus. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. Let's do that in Jesus' name. God will bless your seed. Multiply it back to you. Manifold. Many ways in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You are blessed. Thank you, team. Thank you.